heads up to listeners. This episode of Celebrity Podcast Podcast acknowledges the existence of some things that might be hard for some listeners to hear. Swear words? Like f- <laughs> Swear words, sexism, snobbery, and poor audio quality in podcasts. But the one thing it doesn't acknowledge is the death of the Queen of England. Because, the mayor of Turf Island herself. Because when we taped this, Queen Elizabeth was very much alive. All right, we're good to go, right? Yeah. All right, let's do it. We've only just begun. Welcome to Celebrity Podcast. Whoa, 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 Podcast. Whoa. Welcome to Celebrity Podcast Podcast. My name's Henry Lavoy, the and host. I'm, and I'm Rebecca Lavoy, the co-host. Here with my co-host, Rebecca Lavoy. <laughs> Listen, nepotism is the hallmark of a celebrity podcast. The student has surpassed the master. I am a celebrity podcaster here with a nepotistic co-host. I'm also a podcaster, not a celebrity podcaster. So how, why are we here? Well, there's a real problem in the podcasting industry. That we you say? are going to solve. Yeah, today. Because celebrity podcasts get zero actual critical scrutiny. I would say they get more attention, more money, more like corporate funding, more press, more space on the apps, more professional photography for their podcast art. And they all suck. All of them. Every <laughs> single one. I've listened to them all or close to them all and none of them are good. Today... We're going to talk about the much-awaited, brand-new podcast from Meghan Markle called Archetypes. Let's fucking go. Hi, I'm Megan, and this is Archetypes, my podcast about the labels and tropes that try to hold women back. Over the course of the next so, Henry, as you know... Well, you might not know this because you don't follow celebrity gossip shit as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Meghan Markle, who is the wife of Prince Harry, much maligned in the British press because she's not Kate, basically, is, yeah, yeah, is what yeah, happened. Yeah. And there's also this whole other weird CD backstory, which I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Way to go, newly 21-year-old son. I'm not going to lie. There is a whole CD backstory that um, I'm very interested in. But let's just be real. A lot of the press about Meghan Markle in the UK is based in straight up racism. It just is. Sure, sure, sure. So sure, we'll just sure. acknowledge that straight up. It's based in racism. It's based in the shitty uh, monarchy situation, yeah, which British we're talking about. tabloids doing their thing. Right. Like, yeah. But there is this other thing that it's based in. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there, which is like very funny to me, which is the supposition that William has a big swinging cheating on Kate Dick. Mm-hmm. And apparently a lot of the shade about Markle is like stuff that the throne or the the, the whatever the it is, the, the monarchy yeah. or the, whatever what it is. What do they call the, the institution, firm the firm? Yeah. Throughout there in order to um, and they threw Megan under the bus in order to cover up like what's his face is wrong. Oh, that's William's wrong. So there's a whole conspiracy. The, well, this has a whole theory. I mean, this, I mean, I'm not saying any of it's true. What I'm saying is there's a shit ton of shit going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah Harry yeah. and Megan obviously flew the coop. Megxit. They did a big Megxit. There's a lot going on. And Harry's always been my favorite royal, even though. He's problematic in his own way. Mm-hmm. The royal family is very problematic, very colonial. Very monarchy. I mean, we, we don't want kings anymore, right? I thought we got rid of that like yeah. hundreds of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but as a person who looks at this whole situation, which sucks, 
I have always kind of been like team Megan because I'm like, she's been treated horribly. She got Harry out. Yeah. And you want to be like, way to go. It's a classic redemption arc. It's like what we all want to see. Yeah. And they came here and they allegedly had, quote, no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were really <laughs> scraping by those like, two. Like borrowed a house from yeah, like a yeah. friend in Santa Barbara or whatever. And then when they got like their Netflix deal and their huge ass fucking podcast deal from Spotify, we're all like, well, they're going to be fine. They had their baby, whatever. And so we're all waiting. What is their podcast product going to be? What is it going to be? What is it going to be? What is it going to be? And it sucks. <laughs> It's really surprisingly horrible. And then, so it comes out, and I read, the first thing I do is I read, like, the reviews of it. And, of course, the first reviews are from, like, actual British, like, press. And they're panning it, and I'm like, oh, it's just more. It's just more British press Mm -hmm. piling on Megan. Mm -hmm. So I went into listening to this, and I'm like, all about, I'm like, I'm rooting for this podcast. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then I hit play. No, 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 no. What did you hear? When you hit play on this podcast. Um, first thing, a little bit of static. Um, <laughs> some unwanted background noise. Because you you told me that what? They had like a like $10 million, $20 million deal with they Spotify or something. They had a double digit million dollar podcast deal. Sure. So not like Rogan levels of money, but like a fat fucking deal. Yeah. Like a proper deal. It sounds like, I mean, like I, I could make a better podcast than that in terms of like the production quality, the sound quality. Yes. The opening sound music, which sounds like, you know, those like tasty videos, those like five minute meals. Yes. Like, it sounds like that kind of like royalty free backing track. Like, Dude, the theme song for this podcast sounds just like, like there's an HGTV show with this pair of twins um, and they use only legitimately like royalty free yes, songs about girl yes. power. Mm-hmm. The theme song for this podcast sounds exactly like that. It's really horrible. So there's also this thing that happens in the opening of this podcast where Megan tells a story that I think we're supposed to find relatable. When she's 11? Yeah. About how, like, she wrote a letter to, like, change a commercial for, like, dishwashing soap? Well, the thing is, so she talks about, like, how this commercial changed her life when she saw it. (laughs) I don't even remember. It was some product. It was dishwashing soap. It was dishwashing soap where she said in the commercial that they said that, like, this is a product for women or something like that. Yes, women cut grease. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) She took it upon herself as an 11-year-old to do a letter-writing campaign. She wrote letters to, like, Hillary Clinton... Uh, Nick News. Yeah, 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 whoever. Um, But the interesting thing is, though, is she's talking about it as if it's some kind of like upstart, like I was a scrappy little kid who did this thing, whatever. Right. But there's also footage of her in a television commercial as an 11-year-old talking about this. Does she have like connections in Hollywood like as a 11 year old where she could like produce a commercial to talk about this well she like, was on like Nick News it was like a, it was like oh, a just okay, news okay. service for kids it made me feel like even as a child she may have had like an agent of some yeah kind. that's that's what I thought yeah, too because yeah. like the way that she's presenting it in the show as if it was something that she like spawned in her own it head it was like she was whatever. Malala yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it very clearly seems like she had help yeah. with whatever it is not, not to shit on this 11 year old child no in her effort, I mean she was a like, child I mean good yeah. for her listen I 
There was a commercial when I was a kid that was like, how many licks does it take to get the center of a Tootsie Pop? Mm -hmm. And it was like an owl. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And so I counted, and it was like 1,100 or whatever. Yeah. I wrote a letter to Tootsie Pop, and I was like, it took me this many, and they sent me a big freaking box of Tootsie Pops. For real? They did. So you were the first person to actually figure out how many licks it takes to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop. I don't know if I was the first, but I did write to them. They did send me a huge box of it. But I did not write to Nick News and like do (laughs) do a news story. Hillary Clinton. I also did not have connections at, by the way, apparently the only, quote, feminist Catholic school in the entire United (laughs) States of America and the history of Catholicism. There's a lot here. There's a lot here to unpack. Again, I've always been on Team Megan. I hate shitting on women and i hate especially shitting on women of color this is like a a huge elephant in the room however if this is megan's attempt to be relatable not even close no no when i was 11 years old growing up in la i saw a commercial that would change the way i understood my place in the world all right so let's move on her first guest in her first podcast is her longtime friend. A proper girl boss. Fucking badass. Not only the greatest tennis player in the history of tennis, but... A great businesswoman. Ar- <laughs> arguably one of the greatest athletes in the history of sport. Mm-hmm. Serena Williams. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Serena, let's just be real, comes off fine. Okay, but, but before we even get into the interview... <laughs> After Megan does her like cringe, like when I was 11 thing, she says, my first guest needs no introduction and then spends five minutes introducing Serena Williams as if we have never heard of who this person is. After 11 minutes. Yeah. Serena Williams needs no introduction. But if we're going to talk about ambition, I just have to give her the props that she absolutely deserves. She comes in like the 11th minutes of this podcast. Yeah. My first guest needs no introduction. However. Let me introduce her. But there's also this weird discordant thing where Megan sounds one way on the mic when she's talking to us. Yeah. And then sounds completely different when she's talking to Serena. That's a huge pet peeve of mine in podcasting. Like when you hear that someone is different when they're reading. I think it's an actor thing too where it's like she's using her actor chops when she's like in the booth or whatever like doing her voiceover but then when she's doing the interview she's just being who she is. Yes, but the problem is when she's doing her voiceover she's trying to say things to get us to relate like a thing I know a little bit about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll be talking to household names, experts, cultural commentators and they've all in some way or another borne the brunt of the labels we'll be picking apart. And of course, I know a thing or two about these labels myself. So here's the thing. You know what would have made this podcast great? Was if instead of winking and nodding and acting, give us the tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. tell us what did the what did the crown do to you? I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna nod about it, just tell us what Charles did. Yeah. Or tell us or just don't nod to it. Just get right to the content. Do you have two choices? Say Here's what the crown did to me, and here's why I'm doing this podcast and spill the freaking royal tea. Yeah. Or get right to the interview with Serena because we're talking to Serena Williams, and that's why we're probably here. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But if we're going to talk to Serena Williams, don't do it over Zoom or whatever and have there be background noise and not filter out the goddamn background noise. The quality of Serena's, it's fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing. horrible. I don't know if it was my mom or or my sister, but 
I said, um, I have to check myself because I've been so um, blinded by society. You know, if a man... I don't know. It's the kind of thing that, like, I normally don't give a shit about how podcasts sound as long as the content's good. This is it's so obvious, like in a podcast that's backed by Spotify, that's got like double digit millions. Oh, my God. So much money behind it. Like, can you not fucking send her a microphone? Can you not like they do could. anything? Like, they could mail her a Yeti Blue. They cost ninety nine dollars. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I listen to podcasts with a critical ear that I notice it like this. But like, it's so fucking obvious like in a way that i've never heard in any other like big budget podcast the audio is just so so terrible throughout the whole interview there are audible and this is the thing that was criminal to me so we talked about the difference between megan on the mic in the studio versus megan on the call with serena there are audible question retracts in the interview with serena yeah and there's one that I'd love to point out right now. It happens about the 14 minute, 44 second. In the <laughs> Not that I'm counting. She's talking about Serena being brave. And the, and the crime is it's going into a clip. So there's literally no reason why if you need to retract the question, just retract the whole question. Don't retract part of it in the studio and then go back into the conversation. If you're going to retract shit, just retract the whole thing. Well, and you were fearless as a little girl and so confident. I was watching a clip. I think we have it when you were 11 and they said, if you were a tennis player, who would you want to be like? Do you remember this? Do you remember what you said? Yeah, this is the kind of like, I don't know, inside production stuff. I feel like people don't generally care about, but I think the, the kind casual of, listener will hear it. Yeah, I feel like the 30,000 foot kind of overview, though, is just that like it's so lazily produced. Yes. Like there's so many like yes. small things they could do to make it sound so, so much better. And they didn't do any of them. Correct. Throughout the whole episode. So we need to talk about the other ginger elephant in the room. Oh, our boy. <laughs> <laughs> Harry. At the very beginning of getting on the line with Serena. Okay, so we've, we now, we've now spent 11 minutes introducing who Serena Williams yeah. is. So rather than just getting into it and saying, like, Serena Williams, greatest athlete in the history of athletics, there has to be this tiny moment. Looks like just popped in. Hello. 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 <laughs> how you doing? Good. How are you? I like what you're doing with your hair. That's a great vibe. Thank you. Good to see you as always. I miss you guys. Well, come and see us. I will. I'll make a plan. Have fun. Thanks, my love. 80 things are cringe about this. Yeah, I think for me, the the thing that really like stuck out is the fact that like clearly this is supposed to like be some kind of like spur of the moment type thing within the show where you can like hear all this background noise in the back where like Megan's like flipping through her script or whatever. So it's like supposed to be presented as this spur of the moment, like whatever. I'm popping into my wife while she's doing her little girl Exactly. But at the same time, there are at least five or six very obvious cuts. <laughs> it's this moment where like the whole spontaneity of it is completely killed by the overproduction of this moment, which probably clearly lasted like way too long in real life. Right. So why is Harry there, you think? So if I were producing the show. He's probably there intentionally. Like, So listen, as an EP of podcasts, as a creator of podcasts, as somebody who has owned, owned a podcast company and as somebody who works in podcasting by my day job, Harry is there to remind the listener of why we're listening to this podcast, which is because 
Megan, we know who Megan is because she's married to Harry, Especially right? in the first episode of and, this show. And also, like, oh my God, it's sort of like when Kanye appeared on Keeping Up with the Kardashians for four mm-hmm. seconds, right? Like, oh shit, there's Harry, right? I don't disagree that Harry should make the occasional appearance. This appearance, however, was sloppy, awkward, weird, and... Incredibly counterintuitive for the theme of this episode. Which was him complimenting a black woman's hair. Yes. Which everybody knows. It's like a meme how fucking problematic that is to say. (laughs) Yes. The fuck? Exactly. Okay, moving on. Well, not moving on from that yet, because it's (laughs) ironic that... Like, the first thing that happens in this episode is Harry pulling up for no reason. Yep. Because the whole theme of this conversation with Serena is ambitious women. Yes. And how the world puts down ambitious women. Yes. So I wanted to talk to someone who embodies the spirit of ambition to see how she thinks about the word and the connotation and how the other many labels that affect all women have affected her too. Which to have, you know, Megan, a debatably ambitious woman, <laughs> like the first thing you hear is her husband coming in and being like, oh, oh hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> how was your little podcast going? Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the content, shall we? Yeah. Not, we're going to get into all of it because let's be transparent with our audience. Don't listen to it. Neither Don't. you no, nor no, I. No, no, no. no, no. We both made it about 75% of the way through the podcast. I think we both dipped at exactly the same time. Yeah. Um, You and I both dipped after the fire in the nursery story, right? Yeah, that was the moment. Like, I've I've listened to enough. Like, I I need, I know all I need to know. You and I, I think, found out about, you you told me you dipped after a certain story, and I was like, screw that. I'm going to, like, make it all the way through. And then I also listened to the fire in the nursery story, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I could not I could not because there were repeated attempts on Megan's part to compare her literal princess experience which mm-hmm. by the way I guess she's not technically a princess I don't know what she actually literally is with the greatest athlete in the world <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. experience <laughs> no there's 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 this kind of like a subtext throughout this whole conversation where it's like you know you and I both ambitious women right it's like, <laughs> not to like hate on megan or whatever but one of you is clearly far more ambitious than the other one, one woman is from compton <laughs> and they talk about this they, they sort of have this whole compton like conversation oh my god where no. it's like megan's like when they said harry's girl is straight out of compton i was like are they talking about serena <laughs> I'm not from. You know, I'm like, exactly. Guy, you, know? you love a redhead. I'm like, I'm not from Compton. I've never lived in Compton. My mom doesn't live in Compton. But by the way, what's wrong with Compton? My girl Serena's from there. And then, and Serena's like, also like Dr. Dre is from Compton. And you know, um, what's his name? Uh, the actor Kevin, Kevin Clark. No. Um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking. I don't I think, think Kevin Costner's from Compton. Kevin Costner is from Compton. <laughs> no, he no, is he's not. Yes, he is. Google it. Kevin Costner is not from Compton. And Serena's like, no, he actually is. Fucking look it up. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> but Megan oh, is literally God. like, I think it's hilarious that people think I'm from Compton, but whatever, I'll own it. Um, so anyway, so, so Wait, Serena- <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The first question of this episode, do you remember what the first question was? No, what was the first question? Megan's first question to Serena Williams is, why would you want to do this with me? (laughs) So I guess part of it 
just to set the table is, what made you want to do this with me? Excellent question. <laughs> really fucking top-notch journalism from Meghan Markle. Why anyone <laughs> want to do this If you're me? an interviewer interviewing anybody for any reason, why would you ever ask, why are you here with me right now? I'll be honest. If Megan wants to have me on her podcast, I would 100% do it. And I would also answer that question. Here's, here's my answer. Because you have a podcast that everyone is hate listening to right now. And I want to promote my goddamn show. I want to promote Crime Writers On. I want to promote my Netflix podcast. I want to promote a little podcast I'm making with my son called the Celebrity Podcast Podcast. <laughs> and I want to ask you, Megan Markle, why Spotify did not hire a more proficient audio producer to make this yeah, very yeah, yeah, high yeah. end production. That is why I'm doing this for you. Oh my God. Listen, I know they're genuinely friends. That's clear. Sure. Yeah. Which Megan keeps pointing out. You know, it's been hard. And I know a lot of people have seen it. And it's just, what is it? But hold on a second. Unless you want. uh, Can I jump in there? Because there are certain things that I know you won't want to say about your experience. But I lived through a lot of that with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was there with you. By, by the way, do you notice how many times Megan signals that they're friends and Serena does not reciprocate? I'm not saying they're not friends. I know that they're friends. We've seen Megan at Serena's yeah. matches many times, and we also saw Serena at Megan and Harry's wedding. However, how many times did we hear Serena talking about a story and Megan saying, I was there with you. I saw that happening yeah. to you. I, I I remember that. Like, what do you think that Megan has to prove? Like, why do you think she would do that? She's already, like, so fucking famous and She's clearly has so many famous fine. friends. Like, she literally wears a pair of shorts and then they sell out on the website, like, immediately. Yeah, it's just such a weird fucking thing. Dude, I liked her fine. Yeah. Just show up and interview, like, Serena. Stop trying to prove to me that you deserve to be here. It's yeah. very upsetting. No, there was one moment where it's, like, the two of them going back and forth where it's, like, you're fearless. No, you're fearless. No, you're fearless. I think you're fearless. You're way that more fearless That is so not true. That is absolutely true. You're fearless. Like You know who's fearless? <laughs> Serena fucking Williams is fearless. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. You know who isn't? Well, I don't want to say Megan is. Say it, say it, say it. Complete the thought. Megan did run away from a whole country. <laughs> <laughs> She's a traitor. <laughs> Serena literally stood on a court with people throwing racial epithets at her and line judges saying your ball is out when it was in and like really standing down an entire sport that hated black people mm-hmm. and winning more major championships than any other athlete in her sport. Yeah. Serena's actually fearless. Literally fearless. All right. So we can, t- can we just like get to the creme de la creme of this content? Please, 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 please. So there's a couple of things that happen. One is that Megan talks about the lessons they're going to teach their kids. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Would you like to take on this one? Yeah. So there's this moment where Megan's talking to Serena about like all the things that make her such an impressive athlete, parent, whatever. And she says, the thing that your kids like must be most impressed. Your daughter, Olympia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she must be so impressed with the fact that you're such a good businesswoman. An entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. As if like the most impressive thing about Serena Williams is her entrepreneurship. Correct. (laughs) But Olympia has to be role modeling herself after all the other things she sees about you with business as an entrepreneur, not just as like the greatest tennis player of all time. But just everything you're doing with your business, you know, to watch that, the investments you make, how you do philanthropic work, that is the role modeling your daughter sees. That is a a version of ambition that I think, you know, some people don't maybe see it because they focus on only one media narrative. 
but at the end of the day, it's that that I think is the most incredible. And, and, and Serena's answer is amazing. She's like, yeah, I hope she does. She's still young and I don't even know if she knows what I do slash did slash currently do, I guess, question mark. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she really even knows who who I am or what I am. She'll be like, why does that person know your name? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Her daughter's like four years old. Serena comes she off. She doesn't know what an entrepreneur is. We agree. <laughs> Serena comes off fine in this. Do we agree? No, Serena's great in the interview. Yeah. Serena comes off fine. Yeah. Serena comes off like, I'm doing my friend a solid. I'm Serena Williams. Megan, I like you fine. I have no idea what the VO is going to be like surrounding this. But it also makes me question like how good of friends they actually are when like Megan's take on Serena Williams is the most impressive thing about you is that you're a businesswoman. <laughs> Like, do you know anything about Serena Williams? Like, yeah. <laughs> My girl Serena's from there. So the creme de la creme de la creme is when they're comparing their biggest war stories as mummies. Oh, yeah. So Serena tells this truly harrowing story from the mommy trenches. But also a hero story, too. Right. Like. The poor producer that did this, or maybe it was Megan sitting in the room being like, this has to stay in because she's because she can't read the room and doesn't realize what this actually sounds like. She compares their mommy war stories and it's like people don't know what it's like. They don't actually see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Serena's story is she's up all night. Her like kid breaks like a bone or something like that. Kid broke like, a bone. Yeah horrible like truly her kid's a baby this is truly like the worst thing that ever happened like that time you like broke your face on like a faucet and you're like in the emergency room all night situation mm -hmm. she got one hour of sleep and she had a very important tennis Not match even 30 minutes she got up the next day and she won her she tennis wins match. her match which by the way like anybody who out there doesn't watch tennis knows if you lose your match like you're done in the tournament yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. it's not like you can win your match and like live to play another day no if you lose your match you're out mm -hmm. like that two million dollar prize like off the table you don't get the big trophy and like your ranking goes down it's a very big deal to lose a match if you're serena williams mm -hmm. and then megan tells this story and it is the most colonial sounding story yeah. i have ever heard so when harry and i were on our tour of south africa south <laughs> africa we landed with archie archie was what four and a half months old and the moment we landed we had to drop him off at this housing unit that they had had us staying in they put us in a residence which already made it sound like oh i can't believe it they put us in some residence <laughs> They put us in some residence. They put us up there. There were no fire alarms. God, the water wasn't even drinkable. I mean, it, sounded, it already sounded like, oh, yeah, yeah, can't yeah. believe it. Our, our wonderful nanny, which, by the way, Serena had said over and over again, like, I spent the whole night up with my kid. Mm -hmm, I am always mm -hmm. with my kid. Our wonderful nanny who always puts our baby in a, a mud cloth, which is why we loved her. And we had her until we moved to Canada. That's literally what she said. <laughs> our amazing nanny, Lauren, who we'd had all the way until we, um, in Canada here. This Lauren's from Zimbabwe, and we loved that she would always tie him on her her back with a mud cloth. So they're at their their official event. They hear there's a fire in the residence, and there's a fire in the nursery. So they they, they race back. Everyone's in tears. Their wonderful nanny, who had their baby in a mud cloth, just decided that you know someone needed a snack, and she'd gone to the kitchen, and the heater in this horrible place where they'd been put up, this hovel, <laughs> <laughs> had exploded. And there was a fire, and someone had grabbed a fire extinguisher and put it out, but everybody was fine. 
And then we had to go to our next official event. And we came back. Mm. And of course, as a mother, you go, oh my God, what just, are everyone's in tears, everyone's shaken. And what did we have to do? Mm. Go out and do another official engagement. By the way, did they have yeah. to go to their next official event? Couldn't they have told the story about the fire? She's acting like, like that story couldn't have been told. Like the difference between those two stories is completely not reading. No, room. it's insane because especially on Megan's part, like there's plenty she could have done, I would imagine, to have like stayed with her kid. And like she's portraying it as like, oh, what a like horrible victim I was because I had to go out and do my princess event or whatever. Nobody knew what was going on. Yes. Meanwhile, Serena's like, I went out and fucking won the match the next day. <laughs> like I was like, I she had her game face on. She's like Megan's like, I stood on a tree stump and talked to some girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. by the way, I think about what a press victory and you think about the way that Megan and Harry are being looked at it at the time, right? And you think about the way that they shamelessly now, now I hate to say it because you know I, I have said this before. I'm on Team Megan. As far as much as I hate the Royals, if I'm gonna pick favorites, it's gonna be Harry and Megan. For what it's worth, if she hadn't gone to the event the next day and the press had derided them for it, the press release could have been there was a fire in the residence where they were staying, and so Megan decided to stay home with the oh, baby. Oh, absolutely! What a great yeah. story that would have been. Yeah. Or the story could have been there was a fire in the residence, yet Megan soldiered on. Yeah. Also, could have been a great story. Like telling the story on the podcast years later. There's something about that that's like. There's nothing I could do. My hands were tied. It's yeah. weird. It's very weird. Yeah. It's super weird. It's like I want all the credit. Now, for something that, A, involved a nanny, involved colonialism, mm-hmm. <laughs> involved royal events, which are fucking fake-ass bullshit things in a place that, like, used to belong to the Commonwealth. Yeah, well, they're doing their best to hold the empire together. Really. <laughs> it's like, and there's something about that days, that's just yeah. gross. It's gross. Mm-hmm. You have anything else you want to talk about about this podcast? Yeah, one last thing. The stinger for me is in the middle of it, there was kind of, like, the Serena interview, and then they're talking about, like, ambitious women And then there's a break and Megan says, I'm going to talk with an expert. A scientist. We're going to jump back into that conversation in just a minute. But first, I just wanted to dig a little bit deeper on this idea of the quote unquote ambitious woman. So I thought, let's talk to a professional. And it's just like this Malcolm Gladwell bullshit where it's like, we need to talk to a business school professor yes. about ambitious women to really understand what's going on yes, here. Yes, women in the workplace. Not only does it add nothing to their conversation, it's just so fucking boring. Here's and the I- thing that you need to know, Henry. When women at work have babies and they get back, they're punished. But when men at work have babies, they're rewarded. Wait, wait, are you serious? Yes, but they're only talking about, and this is the thing we talked about after listening. They're talking about one class of women. They're talking about women like an executive job. Professional women, yeah. They're talking about professional women in executive jobs. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about the women who work for those women. Yeah. They're not talking about the women who work for those women who work for those women. They're not talking about women in the service industry. They're not talking about women who work in blue collar jobs. They're not talking about women in any. They're talking about executive women. Yeah. This podcast is so exclusionary. Well, I I think my problem is like the conversation with Serena is like fine and like that on its own. But I think like choosing this theme of like how ambitious women 
are like put down and like have to go through these unique struggles. It's it's a theme that doesn't really make sense with the conversation in that like you're you're right. Like it's a very narrow view of like what ambitious women are when it's fucking Meghan Markle and Serena Williams, like two of the most famous successful women in the United States right now talking with each other. Well, here's the thing. Meghan Markle being derided for being an ambitious woman. The reason she was labeled an ambitious woman was because she was seen as a climber for being, being an actress and then marrying a prince, right? This podcast does not do her any favors in that regard. No, no, Because no, she's no, no. trying to put herself on the same like plane as Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. Nobody can do that unless you are like Tiger Woods or LeBron James or literally anybody who's an elite athlete on that level or anyone who's achieved success in that level. And it's level, just especially right? obnoxious too when it's like, you know, her talking as if like, look at how like ambitious women like us have gone through so much. And as you said at the beginning, like obviously like the British tabloids like completely like bulldozed her and like, treated her unfairly. That being said though, she's been incredibly fucking successful yes. like all throughout Megxit, all throughout everything. Like she is doing just fucking Fine. You know who else right is ambitious? Now. Her nanny who was carrying her baby in a mud cloth. Absolutely. Ambitious as fuck. Why isn't she on that podcast? Yeah, great question. You know who is ambitious? The women who set up the events on that South Africa tour. Why aren't they on this podcast? Yeah. You know who's ambitious? The intern to every reporter who ever, ever wrote any positive or negative story about Meghan Markle. Like the, the levels of ambition in these kinds of things, only the women at the top are ever celebrated, and that is gross. So I have a question for you, Henry. Yeah. This is our first episode of the Celebrity Podcast Podcast. Mm -hmm. How are we going to rate the Celebrity Podcast Podcast? Do we have a scale? Are we just going to say, listen, don't listen? We're not going to rate these fucking things. Are you kidding me? Oh, we're just trash, not trash? This sucks. I mean, like, trash. most of these shows are not worth listening to. I think the whole, like, Celebrity Podcast genre is kind of empty, in terms of like any real substance bringing anything new i mean if you like hearing celebrities talking to celebrities awesome okay but other than that you don't need to listen to these all right i would say for this one though in particular no 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 no. we will listen to it for you we've done the hard work so you don't have to yeah exactly all right so Meghan markle's archetypes no 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 This episode of Celebrity Podcast Podcast was produced by Henry Lavoy, with extreme backseat quarterbacking from Rebecca Lavoy. Music in this podcast was by Nangdo. Original podcast art was made by Jeff Lassiter. Want to buy a sponsorship or make a suggestion for a celebrity podcast we should cover? Send us an email at celebpodpod at gmail.com. I'm, I'm not Rebecca Lavoy. I'm Henry Lavoy. I'm Rebecca Lavoy. That's it? I think that's it. Oh, yeah.